U.S. prosperity. What? This is just the tip of the iceberg of the comments. You don't see it that way, do you? No, no. I've, I've read much worse than that one. I mean, there's almost a religious attachment uh, to some of these. <laughs> and I just talked to a bunch of high school kids on the issue, et cetera. What's missing from the debate is any commentary related to the environment. It's all about economic growth and partnerships abroad. This is an environmental, uh, should have been a treaty, uh, that doesn't do much for the environment. Uh, the Obama administration wouldn't let us export clean energy, liquefied natural gas, instead of coal. Uh, just for one, ma- right, we got a couple Saudi Arabias underneath us uh, that gives right. us a huge economic advantage. It is clean. And uh, so if you're after environmental outcomes that are positive, there's one. And then all evidence uh, omitting that we had, you know, 10 to 20 percent emission drop before the Paris Accord, all that's missing. Right. And then China and India get to opt out of all of that. That's, the, that's and unbelievable. And don't most yeah, of these relationships abroad involve us writing someone a check? Basically. Right. No, I mean, it, and it's just, it, 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 it parallels the logic having to do uh, with the U.S. commitment after World War II in our NATO alliance. We, we have underwritten the entire post-World War II order. Right. Uh, we built up Germany, our opponents, the Marshall Plan, et cetera. We paid way more, right? Our defense budget is the next eight combined, and we asked the other guys to pay 2%, and they won't do that. Wow. And on top of that, we're subsidizing clean energy and all this. And I think the American people have made it pretty clear that's that's not a good deal. I thought I thought Trump did a pretty good job of explaining the uh, Paris Climate Accord, saying that it does nothing for the environment. To your point, if it did anything, a yeah. hundred years from now, it will say 0.7 percent or 0.7 degree difference, point which seven. is ridiculous. I'm looking forward to that. I oh, know that's so really much yeah. cooler. So much cooler. So it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. So why it the does, panic? It does on? do something. It penalizes the taxpayers of the United States, and that's why Trump dropped it. It hurts us. It hurts everyone. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, and it's just a one more distortion of our free market economy. And his whole team, Pruitt, came out and made all sorts of sense. Just very rational, data-driven argument. And then Wilbur Ross. Commerce Secretary, business titan, comes out after that, makes just several very solid points in a row, and this is what's missing, right? And, I mean, it, it also mimics the Iran deal I voted against. It didn't go through U.S. Congress, right? So this is unilateral decision by one person, the president, and President Trump wants to do governance better as well. So not only doesn't it do the environmental piece right, it violated good governance, and it should have been a treaty, and that has to go through the Senate. And the Congress has been abdicating its power forever across the board. And so, yeah, it just, it, it, the whole thing needs to be reexamined. And by, by the way, we always forget to point out the obvious, uh, the rich capitalist countries are the cleanest countries in the world. Right, exactly. And that just drives everybody. You just always start with the most obvious point. Rich people like clean air, we like <laughs> clean water. Right, and we, we all do. And the cleanest air and water, right. And we're rich on top of it. So that just drives the left crazy. Did the Obama administration do anything that didn't cost the United States money? I mean, was there anything, any agreement reached that didn't cause us to have to reach in our pockets and pay? I'm sure I could think up a funny one, but you got to give me those ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> it that much in advance. That would have been a good question in advance. Right. So, so here we find ourselves uh, dealing with hysteria, Congressman. 
hysteria yeah. on the other side. You are laying out, as did Pruitt, which I thought did a great job too, about uh, the real effects of this on America. And right. yet it seems to me that the left is arguing for a more global interaction. And there's some of us are going, wait a minute, this doesn't make America better. Well, no, and that's the thesis, right? I mean, the, the thesis of the hard left, not my Democrat friends who I go to church with, not classical liberals, but the hard left, their thesis is they want to downsize the United States because they don't think we're an exceptional country. They think we're the problem in the world. So what do you do with a problem that's the greatest economy? You try to regulate it and slow the growth, and some of them have achieved their, their objective. And then what do you do with the greatest military in the world? You downgrade it. And what do you do with the Judeo-Christian tradition? You downgrade it. Great. And what do you do with the rule of law and police and cops? You downgrade right, them. Right, you attack them. Yeah, and you that's demonize the far, far left I'm talking about, just to be clear, but that, that's what we're fighting. Well, let me let me even add to this. I mean, you got the Democratic Party of Virginia saying this further damages the United States standing in the international community. Like I care about that, and then you've got Tim Kaine saying this Paris will overturn America's international leadership. You got Warner saying it's disappointing because it, it now places our national security at risk. Is that is it all those things? How could it possibly an agreement that you guys had no control over in Congress? To your point earlier. How can an agreement that was made by a bunch of, I guess, uh, money spending, money grabbers, yeah, money grabbers, money grabber pukes, be that bad for us in the the international world? It's not going to. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much Animal Farm up is down. (laughs) The the sentence is is just precisely backwards, right? When President Trump landed in his major trip to Saudi Arabia. He was received with utter respect uh, by the international community. There's your first sign, right? Right. So it's actually the opposite. People respect when your nation operates out of strength and principle on behalf of your American people. Then everybody goes, uh-oh, this guy's for real. Well, I think that's the world... That's going on, and yeah. that's why the left is shocked. And they're saying, we're losing the international... What they mean by international agreement is... Uh, we're losing our sovereignty, and they're not upset with that. Right. And so it, it up is down, and the, the, it, the sentence means the exact opposite of the intent. I think the world wants a powerful, strong America. They need yep, it. they do. Because yeah, when we're that do. way, it's better for the world. And we are headed in that direction right exactly. now. Exactly. Hey, in the remaining uh, 30 seconds here, how did it go with McEachin and yourself at this economic summit? Didn't you guys sit down and talk about ways to, to invest or get growth out of the, uh, out of the poor communities? Yeah, no, he was great. He's been good. He went to seminary. I went to seminary. He oh. was very gracious in his remarks. Uh, we made some headway. We're both working on Essex Village together. We pledged to work with a church and on education together. Wow, good. And he rejected the premise of one of the sentences, you know, how does the U.S. government at the federal level help uh, entrepreneurship? And he said, it doesn't. And, so, and he's a successful business guy, right? Wow. And so we differ on some of the regulatory stuff. We, re- we differ on, you know, the conservative liberal spectrum but uh, he was very respectful and I, I was happy with uh with the uh with the dialogue with him the audience was a little more unruly but that's always the case it <laughs> is the case especially <laughs> there. hey, hey Congress, I, thanks, I thanks. one other quick question should we yeah. open the show with van halen or uh that song disco inferno inferno burn baby no Van Halen. Stay with Van Halen. Okay. That's a new era. Maybe See, Scott, Scott loves Disco Inferno. Uh, he struts around here like John Travolta. That's only because the planet's, on, cell phone. the planet's on fire. That's why I like you that. You ought to see him 
walk. He wears that stinking pantsuit. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, I look good in it. <laughs> Congressman, thanks for your time. Good to talk to you, sir. Hey, anytime, you guys. Thanks. Yep, stand firm out there. That is Congressman Dave Brad from District 7 right That's here in Richmond. Truly a great American. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366, and clips of Trump today or yesterday on the Climate Accord. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. Yeah. In a word, it's refreshing. Refreshing. That's what Trump sounded like on the on the uh, Paris Agreement this week. It was refreshing to hear a president speak in such a way that he had America first. It's refreshing like a cold water minute. So we don't have the... Summer day. Do we have the clips ready? We do? Okay. It's refreshing like a fresh donut, a national donut day, which is today, by the way. It's not that refreshing. As president, I can put no other consideration before the well-being of American citizens. Good. The Paris Climate Accord is simply the latest example of Washington entering into an agreement that disadvantages the United States. It does. It was horrible. To the exclusive benefit of other countries. <laughs> That's what we Leaving want. American workers, who I love, and he taxpayers to absorb the cost. They're very beautiful. In terms of lost jobs, lower wages, shuttered factories, and vastly diminished economic production so why do you want this i mean someone from the left is gonna have to tell me why this was such a brilliant idea for us four five four thirteen it's a very liberal idea and it it was you know when what was it signed in a very liberal part of the planet i mean (laughs) think about it you know obama wanted to be as trump would put it in love with the europeans and wanted them to be in love with him because he wanted us to be become europe yeah, essentially. Sure, he did. With eight dollar a gallon gas prices, well, fifty percent tax rates, yeah. and everything that goes along with well, being European, European. Well, also the whole king queen system. He thought women that was couldn't cool. shave their legs anymore. We'd be peeing on the sidewalks. Well, I mean, just the whole king. He liked the king thing. Yeah, you know, if you could be king, that'd be awesome. He thought, man, where can you I know go? He pranced around the um, oh, well, around the the living quarters in the White House, up in the residence with his crown and his, his, <laughs> his big robe. purple robe with the white furry collar and jewels glued all to it. You know, he strutted around. As someone who cares deeply about the environment, which I do, and which I do, I cannot in good conscience support a deal that punishes the United States, it did which too. is what it does. He's the world's right. leader in environmental protection, while imposing no meaningful obligations on the world's leading polluters for example under the agreement china will be able to increase these emissions by a staggering number of years 13 they can do whatever they want for 13 years not us india makes its participation contingent on receiving billions and billions and billions of dollars in foreign aid billions billions and billions there are many other examples but the bottom line is that the Paris Accord is very unfair at the highest level to the United States. And what was Obama thinking about? India wouldn't even participate without money. China didn't do anything for 13 years. And it's a good plan, you leftist nature Nazis. And who has to pay India? You? We have to pay India. Obama just wanted to be loved. Right. He wanted to be loved by the European. 
454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Of all the things that Trump said in the speech about uh, the Paris Accord, which sounds so cool, by the way. I like the billions, billions, and billions. Well, I mean, everything's, his adjectives are over the top. I mean, I would need a calculator to figure out what that means. <laughs> right. Well, one billion. All you need is to say billions. Billions, billions and billions. I mean, You don't need to say very well, it's more unfair. dramatic that you way. just say unfair. It's more dramatic. It's either unfair or it's not unfair. It's very unfair. It's unfair. It's not very, very unfair. Very unfair. Of all the things he said, this is the one that got the, for some reason by the left, they, they, they grabbed a hold of this comment and did not let it go. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. What, what about us? Now, I'm upset about that because I don't live in Pittsburgh. But you get the point. I get the point. The left didn't. Of course, they missed of course, of course they so, did. So what they do? They brought out the mayor of you know Pittsburgh. What? Here they did. Here Here's the thing. They did get it. Oh, right, right. They I'm did sorry, get yeah. it. They they're just looking. F- they're grasping for anything they can, no matter how stupid and pathetic it is. Yeah, the mayor came out and and immediately said he doesn't represent. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't represent the people. He's not your president, you moron! I, it's ridiculous. We're going to play those clips for you of the uh, You're the being Pittsburgh very, mayor. Very unfair. Very billions, billions and billions, billions times <laughs> over. <laughs> of times you've been completely unfair we'll play that clip for you also and a uh the the gop um i'm sorry not the gop the virginia governor race with the democrats and how that's going to affect your wallet uh taxes will go up if democrats win are you shocked by this i'm sure people are going what how can that how be? many times in the past have democrats won and your taxes didn't go up every time except they go up very very many times billions and billions and billions well and t-max tried He's tried. You're a T-Max. Uh, uh, you're a T-Max. All right, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you right to our page. North Carolina billboard. Did it go too far? A billboard in North Carolina. You can see that picture there at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. White privilege, what is it? Great video there. And voter fraud in Virginia. Yeah, it's, uh, figure. it's, it's definitely happening. It's everywhere. In fact, coming up at 435, we got an interview to discuss the illegal aliens that voted in Virginia since um, since twenty, I think twenty ten. I told you they were living down in the bottom of the ocean in their spacecrafts. Not those aliens. Oh, the illegal oh, aliens. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. They're all illegal. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. Good. It's all good. It's all good. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sending to himself sometimes his far left. Is Richard Lee. I need to say happy birthday to my oldest boy, Rick. Rick! It is his birthday today. I'm not going to say how old he is. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to to figure out how old I am. Uh, But happy birthday, son. And... To you, many, many more. He's 52 today, which is quite the amazing feat oh, for you. 62, but I'm not no, talking no. about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That makes me 127, I think. 
All right, so 454-1366, phone lines open, calling on this climate change, especially if um, if you think this is the, the, the death knell in the coffin of the earth. You know, you people, you nature Nazis who really think this is the end of it, this wasn't going to change anything. You do realize that, right? You do realize this had zero impact. And Trump did a pretty good job of this in his speech with regards to Even it. if the Paris Agreement were implemented in full, with total compliance from all nations, it is estimated it would only produce a two-tenths of one degree. Think of that. This much. <laughs> He's holding up Celsius reduction in global temperature. It's worthless. By the year 2100. 2100? We would all be around to see it. Oh, right? I can't. Uh, wait, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what? He's right. Absolutely nothing would change other than we would be spending money this country can't afford to spend doesn't have to spend your money my money on this ridiculous program you know it's a bunch of guys getting together for a a really good time for a week probably in paris eating great food staying in five-star hotels signing some ridiculous mean nothing do nothing except cost money pack and here's the thing america is the cleanest place on earth it, 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 the prob- it really is now, and we are not the problem and no, i'm tired of it leftist us pukes. doesn't cost india any money or china any money it cost us money I'm, I'm tired of tim kane uh congressman Byer, mark warner everybody telling us that america's the problem i've got news for you we're the freaking solution if, it, if it's the problem you guys should move go rule another country exactly go, go try to go, go, Live, move to Canada. This climate change it's nice thing. nice there. It stays cool. Hey, I tell move you, to Canada. Go, why don't you, Tim King, go to China and tell them to get their act together? Because yeah. ours is fine. We don't have a problem. They're building coal plants. We're not. We're fine. All right, so here is what the left is upset over. The, the, uh, Trump talking about Pittsburgh. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. All right, so you know the gist behind that. You know what he meant. He was just naming... One city American city that rhymed with Paris, and I'm sure you will never pick Pittsburgh again. <laughs> maybe it's, some people in Paris would have gone, "Oh, I heard they named Pittsburgh. I go on vacation there." It and doesn't maybe that, matter. You know, this is ridiculous. Pittsburgh to the guys who pee on sidewalks. You know, it, here's a, and it, maybe they'd come over here and he visit. Said, maybe they wouldn't. He said Pittsburgh because he is more responsible for Pittsburgh than Paris. He doesn't care about Paris. Pittsburgh's just another pea city somewhere in exactly. America. And, you, and, and the Pittsburgh, a pea city. The mayor Try of Pittsburgh. the fromage. Try the fromage in Pittsburgh, French, yeah, if you're over here. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We'll right even there serve you some Stadium, right? French fries, which you had nothing to do with. We invented those. <laughs> so stop taking credit. <laughs> the uh, mayor, I like the thin, crispy ones myself. The mayor of Pittsburgh was asked by Anderson Cooper... What was your reaction? Why would they ask that question? It's just ridiculous. Why would they even go, oh my gosh, there's a question? Let's get the mayor of Pittsburgh. Let's call Pittsburgh and see if we can get any politician (laughs) in that city to talk to us. Uh, Y'all got any politicians there? Well, the mayor's here. Maybe he'd talk. We need to ask him a stupid question. Because what was your reaction when Trump said he's the the president of Pittsburgh more than Paris? What? Uh, Shock. (laughs) I mean, uh, shock. Shock? Oh, you're shocked. Wait a minute. He's the president of Pittsburgh? I didn't know that. I dropped my cup of coffee. I was shocked so bad. I, I, I had to stop eating. I was shocked. It stunned me. They had to tell me who I was and where I was. Even what day it was. I was so shocked. I still haven't got over it. I might have to sue. That is so uh, stupid. Shock. I mean, shock. Uh, Hillary Clinton won the city of Pittsburgh with nearly 80% of the vote. Really? So what? Get over it. Get so over it. 
you moron? What's the point of that? Get over of it. Of course Hillary won Pittsburgh. It was the only one. Did you see the map? It's like this little red dot and a sea of blue. You think that was Trump's point? You think Trump was saying, I won the city of Pittsburgh. That's why I represent them more than Paris? No. I bet you they have a ton of voter fraud in Pittsburgh, too, Mr. Mayor. Just pointing it out. Uh, I, just I don't throwing know it out there. Maybe it doesn't matter. It Pittsburgh, doesn't matter. That's an irrelevant point. She didn't win. Irrelevant that just point. shows how stupid those people are, that they wanted to put Hillary in the White House. Pittsburgh, the town of dummies. And, well... The mayor is a bonehead to think. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well Anderson, Cooper. Vote for him. Anderson Cooper's a bonehead, too. Anderson <laughs> Cooper says, oh, oh, oh my gosh. I What's got your a question? question? Give me a phone. Give me a phone. Hillary Clinton won the city of Pittsburgh with nearly 80% of the vote. Oh, I'm happy uh, for her. And the values that we have in this city uh, follow right along the lines of what the Paris Agreement uh, stated. And oh, we're so already Pittsburgh following those goals. Wait, wait, you already followed this? Pittsburgh us? signed the Paris Agreement? They said, oh, look at this Paris Agreement. We what? should follow these steps. <laughs> this is amazing. It's only like 8,000 pages. <laughs> we should follow Let's it. Let's all Okay, I'll it. tell you what. You as the mayor of Pittsburgh, send uh, India all the money they're asking for so they'll comply. Yeah, Pittsburgh can flip yeah, the bill. they can flip the bill. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Pittsburgh that says- That way, in a, a billion years, a billion, billion, billion years, we'll change the temperature two-tenths of 1%. The interesting thing about the mayor's reaction here is exactly what should the reaction be of most mayors listen to what he continues to say about uh the lack of signing the paris agreement here's what he's going to do uh by executive order of my own so uh, tomorrow morning i'll be issuing an executive order that will say that our government will follow the 2023 guidelines that we put in place we'll meet all of our benchmarks and goals We'll follow our 2030 goals and benchmarks of reducing our carbon footprint. And to be honest with you, what I found out when I was in Paris, it wasn't the federal governments that were going to do it anyways. And it was always about French the cities. In cities across America, you'll see mayors standing up and saying, we got this. Then no, why are you no, complaining? You no, you won't. Then why are you complaining? Yeah, if you're going to, do it for if your do it own yourself. city. Actually, see how many people you can make mad, how many people you can prove that you're a moron. And I bet you went to fr- France and said, i got to try some real French fries from here. Let me tell we, you did not invite the, we did not invent the French fries. Let me tell you something. This is absolutely exactly what should be happening. The federal government should not be in this business. No, they shouldn't. If the mayor wants to be a radical nature Nazi socialist, he can be so, and he'll be held account by the people in that city. But do not impose that on us in Virginia at the federal level. Sounds like this you got a city of bobbleheads. This is a Thomas Jefferson's view. This is Madison's view of federalism. Let the cities do this. If this a ridiculous, stupid mayor from Pittsburgh who thinks the president of the United States doesn't represent his city and he wants to do it himself at a pure idiocy, let him do it. There has to be some intelligent mayors across this great of land of ours that are sitting there going, I don't think I, I don't think so, you know what's Mr. Happen mayor of Pittsburgh. You are obviously an if, idiot. You didn't read the Paris bill, or if you did, you read it and didn't understand it. If the people of Pittsburgh want to be ruled by this moron, they get the choice to do that. Exactly. And that's the beauty of the exactly. federal system. He's it, probably it, eating his french fries with fromage melted on top. <laughs> Actually, what's funny bill. is this little, uh, the, the president or the mayor of Pittsburgh doesn't realize that he just ran right into this idea of, of Madison, of federalism. You want to institute some stupid bureaucratic climate change agreement in Pittsburgh? I don't care. I live in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, 
and I don't give a rat's butt what you destroy in Pittsburgh, but that's no, not the I. role of federal government. I won't drive through there again. Too many, <laughs> too many idiots. Too many idiots. And right. I wonder if he was going to follow this Paris Accord anyway, he, prior to Trump saying, this is stupid, it's not for America, we're out. 454-1366, your phone call's next. 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. All right, so uh, you got a choice. Did you realize that here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, you've got a choice coming up for governor? Because this is, and this is on the map now. This is a, a big thing. People are talking about the Virginia governor race, and there's the primaries coming up here in the uh, next week or so in the Democrats and the Republicans. And the Times Dispatch is an article called How Hopefuls for a Virginia Governor Would Affect Your Wallet. Now, I would encourage you to vote this way. <laughs> In fact, it's mandatory. It's mandatory. You vote You vote on how it's going to affect your wallet. Exactly. Now, some people vote on how it's going to affect other people's wallets, which but, I find yeah. funny. Well, um, that's when they do that, they kind of want it to affect other people's wallets in a negative way. Right. Um, they want to tax the rich more because, you see, that's how they think they will benefit, when it's really quite insane. You have Ed Gillespie and Corey Stewart, who both want to cut the state incomes tax rates by varying amounts. But then you go to the Democrats. Ralph Northam and Tom Perrell are both promising to raise the Virginia's minimum wage, which is a tax in its own. Now, you'll find out how that happens. If it ever happens, you'll see how it impacts those it won't who are take long. It won't take long. Prices are going to – a lot of things are going to change. And the teenagers, they're going to be very well off very fast because 95% of the people making minimum wage – they won't in be this well country off because everything will go up. No, they won't be well off, but the kids will have plenty of money. But they yeah, won't, won't have plenty of money. Thing. Maybe they won't come to mom and dad and say, but they won't have plenty of money. Because, no, because if you have to spend $15 on a kid that sweeps the floor, you're going to have to raise the prices of things you sell. Well, they'll have to cut hours. They'll have to cut manpower. There will be lost jobs. Prices will go up. Everything will go up. So we're reading the Times-Dispatch where this article is, and inside it says, Perriello wants to pay for an expansive overhaul of state programs by raising taxes on the wealthy. You go the thing to the, is, they don't, they don't do that. They don't raise the taxes on the wealthy. Well, that's his proposal, Richard. Perio is proposing an income tax rate on those who make half a million and a million. So that's his proposal. You have to go with what his proposal is. Now, well, inside, we don't ever have to worry about it. <laughs> only that it affects everybody, which is the point. Exactly. So here inside the... Uh, the comment section in the Times-Dispatch, you can find this, how hopeful for Virginia Govern will affect your wallet. There's this comment by Glavin, oh, I'm sorry, Slavin Rose is his name. Slavin, Slavin, he's a, he's a happening guy. Here's what he says. Raise away, Tom. The gap between the wealthy and poor is obscene. In 1980, the top 1% of adults earned 27 times more than the bottom 50%. Today, the top 1% makes 80 times more than the bottom half of the earners. So, what's your point? What are the numbers? The, the top earners pay what percentage of the taxes? 1% pay 39% of the revenue to the federal treasury. Total, top 1%. total revenue. Top 1% pay of people like you and me. The top 1%, well, people not like you and me, people that make mega dollars, billions and billions and billions. They pay 39% of the taxes going to the federal government. Right. The other 99% pay the rest. Oh, no. The bottom 50% pays zero. Well, right, right. And you, you know what? The bottom 50%, if, if you're down in those tax brackets, people say, well, those poor people, they're paying tax. No, they're not. They'll get a tax return that's more than what they pay. Of course. 
called earned income, earned income tax credit. So here's the point. You've got some bonehead named Slab and Rose here in the Times Dispatch under the comment section of this article saying, raise away, Tom. Raise the tax. Now, here's the question. Why? No, seriously. How does a tax increase on the wealthy impact you at all? Do you actually think that the government taking the money from the wealthy is a better plan? Are you just a vindictive, evil person <laughs> right? That, that's Where not happy for from? those people? You're, you're a miserable puke, probably, and you despise those people that make that money. Even though you probably work for them, they, have a, you know, they can have a direct effect on your destiny, depending on how you perform. But they, the employers of the world, the people who own companies, the risk takers, you could be one of those. But you're not happy for those people, and so you're going to get some evil little grin out of it, knowing that the people that are wealthy now are, are less wealthy, and so they have less money to give you a raise. Here's an example. Donate to charity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's an example of voting for your wallet, but voting to hurt someone else's wallet. Yeah, that, This that guy in so the comment wrong. section is saying, I want to vote to hurt someone else's wallet. And in a way, some warped sense in the liberal mind to think, that a king sitting in a throne in the capital of Richmond can do better with that money than the regular serfs or peasants. It's Misery, ridiculous. Misery that loves, mentality is the one company. that gave them Lenin that killed millions of people. Just saying. You sit around on weekends with your miserable friends say, hey, you see where that tax increase going in? Mm-hmm. A guy down the street I got, got that. that big house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. One less cookout for him next month. <laughs> we, we voted Pepperiello. We got him. Yeah. Very early. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Richmond's beacon of truth in the land of the free and the home of the brave. This is the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Definitely save that one. That is uh, going to be very, very good. Virginia Tech. Apparently, Virginia Tech students have nothing Better to, to do. do nothing. They are protesting a staircase. No, I'm. We're not making this up. Virginia Tech uh, students are protesting a staircase. We'll talk about that. It's unacceptable up at four o'clock. But before we even get to Virginia Tech, you've got to hear Tom Periello on MSNBC this week. He was interviewed by um, what's the guy that does Meet the Dep- Meet the Press? Um, the Meet the Press guy. It's the Meet the Press guy. Yeah, yeah. that's what they call him. They call him the Meet the that's Press. That's what guy. I call him. Yeah, he doesn't have a first hey, name. Yeah, the Meet the Press guy. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm so, not telling you my name. I don't want to know your name. That's coming up at 4 o'clock. At 5, Kathy Griffin is might be the, the ugliest, I don't mean by attitude. Not she disgusts looks. me. She always she has, is, though. She always has. She's not funny. She's a nasty, she's pathetic. human being. She just People is. that laugh at her must be afraid of her. Maybe they're afraid <laughs> that she'll walk near them or something. She, she is a because nasty she's human not, being. Yeah, she's not funny. She's, what, she's never been funny. She should be jailed. Her press conference was disgusting, and we'll talk about that at 5. But she first, blames herself out. holding up. The bloody Trump head on Trump. Yeah. 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Three great videos there. North Carolina billboard that may have gone too far. And we'll share that with you next also. And your phone calls 454-1366. It is 4 o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Word. It was too fast. Way too fast. Periello says the state's not taxed enough. Are you kidding me? Voter fraud by illegal aliens in Virginia. We'll cover that in 30 minutes. It's no fun being an illegal alien. Dad used to say there's things that matter and things that don't. The things that matter, let's ride for kids. 
That is Absolutely. next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots and the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely Friday afternoon. It is lovely. it is nice out there. By around 6 p.m. tonight, there won't be a cloud in the sky probably. It's going to be a great weekend. How do you know that? Because Does it say I that have in your little notes over a there? crystal ball that gives me cloud forecast. Just saying. All right, coming up at 5 o'clock, Kathy Griffin is uh, just a disgusting human being. We'll explain why in her I wonder if she conference. really is human. She could, she could been, be a, like a robot you know, or like an alien. If she was from an alien planet, they would have wanted to get rid of her, too. They would have dumped her here. Well, that's true. Think about it. Good point. All right, 454-1366. Lee Brothers up and running on this Friday afternoon. Joining us now in studio, Jeff Pallard. He's the tax force leader task force leader for ride for kids.org uh, which is uh, a truly awesome organization well it's also kind of dear to our hearts in the sense of what it really means and jeff thanks for being with us yeah, here absolutely. in studio thanks for having me i'm glad you're here tell us let's start off by just defining for our audience and and for richard's sakes too because he's got a short-term memory uh <laughs> Ride for What's Kids. What is it? So it literally is a ride for kids. We have eight families who are registered to come out to our event on Sunday. Um, these are children of age from three and a half up to, I believe we've got some teenagers. We've got some uh, some adults even. Well, I guess in that case, it's not ride for, for those, those aren't kids. But um, it literally is the ride for um, pe- children who are fighting brain tumors. And wow. uh, the foundation has been doing this event here in Richmond for 15 years. This will be our 15th year. But the foundation, uh, based out of Asheville, North Carolina, they've been doing this since 1984. Um, there was a family that started it, had a friend that had a child with a brain tumor, and they wanted they were motorcyclists, and they wanted to do something about it. And so they had the first ride. They made $4,000, I think. Wow. And, uh, you know, from there, it's just spread like wildfire. And now there's 30 rides across the country. And uh, our ride here in Virginia is our 15th year. And it's coming up this weekend. That's right, Sunday, June 4th, and we're at Richmond International Raceway. It's a a new venue for us, and we are so very excited about that. Um, We think that having the event out there is going to appeal to a lot broader audience. Um, To answer the question I'm sure all of you out there are thinking about, yes, we are going to be doing two laps around the track before we we go out on our route, uh, which is through uh, Henrico and Hanover counties. Um, We've got police agencies involved, Henrico and and, uh, Hanover and State police and it's just great having their support that's fantastic how, how much money will you raise this weekend with the event our you think? goal is forty-one thousand. i don't want to jinx it but i think we're going to beat that based on what we're seeing right now so we're expecting a, a fantastic turnout i think we could potentially raise you know 50 grand so i think let me just reiterate something that's pretty cool i heard you say this only happens in like 30 cities in the country and we happen to be one of those cities here that's right in richmond and there are people i mean this is since this is one of the probably closest cities in the southeast, maybe? I it, mean, yeah, so the closest ride is uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. They just had their, okay. their ride about a month ago. Okay, so wow. this is mainly like a Virginia one where people from all over the Commonwealth are coming here. Yep, we've got, uh, I know of a couple groups coming down from D.C. We've got a couple groups coming from Hampton Roads area. Wow. Um, so we get a really good cross-section of lots of different areas of the state. So, so people just show up and register. That's what I was going to say. I mean, do, do people on bikes, can they show up? It Absolutely. says at 9 a.m. and they sign in. That's right. And there's a, a donation cost of some sort yeah so there actually is no minimum but what we like to say is is that you know we're we're doing this for a really good cause um i mean 
obviously the stakes are high with these kids and the, right. the, what they're going through and the money that we're trying to raise, um, you know, goes to uh, research hospitals like Duke University to try to fund the research to figure out why these kids get brain tumors and to figure out better ways to treat them. Because okay. um, it's so hard to treat a brain tumor in a child's brain. It's so much more, it's different than treating a sure. brain tumor in an adult. Right. You, know, you have to be yeah, very careful right. in there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. So there is no minimum, but what we do have is a recommended donation of forty dollars, and then it, you know if you donate fifty dollars, you get the event T-shirt, and there's other incentives at other levels. But you know what's so interesting? The motorcyclers have this connection between them. Absolutely. Have you notice this? You notice the wave they do when they pass each other on the road? Yeah. Now you're going to have how many bikes you think you'll have on Sunday? It's it's honestly hard to tell. I mean, last year we had 120. This year, if I'm being honest, we could have 200. We could have 300. I, that I is awesome. Because it, we're, it, we're very excited about it, but at the same time, you know, we're trying to plan for food. There is a free lunch involved, um, and we'll have coffee and donuts in the morning. So we're trying to figure out, you know, how much food do we get and that kind of thing. So it's so, kind of fun. So are there the, any things going on for people that don't ride motorcycles? I mean, can you bring your whole family out? It is. It is a very, yeah, it's a very family-friendly uh, environment. We've got vendors that are set up. Um, I believe we've got a car club that's coming out that's going to be set up that's so people awesome. can walk through and check out the cars. So what's the path? I mean, you get out, you make two laps in the track, and then you go where? I mean, yeah. So uh, you know, at RIR, there's a tunnel that you have to go through to get in and out of the infield. And right. we're, we're in the infield, like where the, all the NASCAR haulers. Nice. Are. And uh, and so after we do two laps, and it is behind the pace car, um, so we will be doing pace speed. You know, we can't, right, can't be out there, uh, you know, going at all uh, crazy <laughs> speeds, but. Um, then there's a route that we have planned uh, through Henrico and Hanover counties. Really good back roads. Um, you know, not a whole lot of time spent on big roads with lots of cars. But again, we had the police involved, and they're shutting down all the intersections and covering everything for us. What, what a wonderful, awesome. wonderful event! I mean, it really it, is. And if you uh, are interested in this in any way, rideforkids.org is right. is the website, yep. and and uh, they can go there to register and become a part of this outstanding event for a very worthy cause joining the pediatric brain tumor foundation this is uh this is very cool this is a neat neat uh neat ride for for a worthy cause how did you get started in this jeff what's your passion what's funny is i uh I got involved, a, a buddy of mine years ago uh, invited me to come out as a participant. He's like, hey, there's this ride. You should come out and check it out. It's pretty neat. And I'm like, well, I'm not really into that kind of thing, but I'll come out and check it out anyway. And I'll tell you, the emotional impact that it oh, makes on you is phenomenal. When you get those coming, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about seeing these kids on Sunday. Yeah. Um, because th- we get the kids up on stage. Nikki D from Channel 6 oh, is nice. going to be our okay. MC. Yeah. She'll be interviewing the kids and finding out what they've been doing, how that their treatments awesome. are going, how they're doing in school. It's kind of, I like to explain it kind of like when Bill Cosby used to do um, Kids Say the Darndest yeah, Things right, because yeah. it's, it's really fun. They they talk about what they've been going through and it's really it, it what I told somebody the other day was that it changes your complete perspective on things because when you see those kids up there and you see what they're going through and you stop and think about what you've got going on in your life and how you, you think that you have yeah, problems, problems exactly. you don't. Exactly. When you see exactly. these kids, it really puts it all in perspective and right. so I started as a participant and then I started volunteering and uh, you know before I knew it, I was part of the task force, and now I'm the task force leader. So that's awesome. um, that just shows if you are committed and dedicated to something, you will eventually right. be forced into a leadership role. So well, we said, it's been it's been great, though. I, I love my task force. They're a wonderful, wonderful, hardworking group yeah, of people. Dad used to say all the time, there's things that matter and things that don't. don't. Focus on yep. the things that matter. Absolutely. And if you're no, looking for something to do this weekend with your family, get out there to the racetrack, RIR, for this event. It's going to be amazing. 
It sounds fantastic. It'd be great for Do the kids have, uh, to see this. They have bumper stickers on the back of bikes, like honorary Lee Brother bumper stickers. Would be great out there. <laughs> if you have on. some, I'll I'll put one uh, on the back of my bike this uh, weekend. Absolutely, I yeah. got a boatload of. Yeah, we'll Thank make sure you, you get a yeah. handful. Awesome. How many bikes? Two hundred. You'll get two hundred before you get I, out I, here. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we promise Lee Brothers bumper stickers, we might get three hundred. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, there you go. if we can help in any way, that would be absolutely fantastic. Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you. And I thank really you for appreciate your, uh, you having me on. And a oh, sincere thank you. thank you for your heart. For thank you for cause. all you do, Jeff. Yeah, thank it's, you. it's outstanding. Glad to have you here. Appreciate it. And uh, have, a, have a great uh, Sunday. That's Jeff Powered. He's the task force leader for Ride for Kids this Sunday at 9 o'clock at RIR. And a truly great American. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Scott and Richard Lee, the yin and yang of talk radio, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Rideforkids.org. Check it out. Make sure you get down there this Sunday and uh, Jeff participate. will be there. Participate in the, uh, in the uh, Ride for Kids, which it's is amazing really, what they it's a do. great name, by this the way. This is amazing this what they do. Jeff Pollard's a great guy. He really is a truly great American, and he does, he does this. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's really There will good. be so many people down there. They'll raise so much money, and for what an incredible cause. Oh. Microphone just broke Microphone right in front of me. just attacked just Scott Lee. So, It'll be uh, in the news tonight, 11 p.m. Big fat lip from a Scott microphone. Scott Lee attacked by the, motor, by, the, by the microphone. Tom Perriello showed up that, at uh, MSNBC this week. And, he just uh, showed up and just walked showed in up. and goes, I'm Tom Perriello. Yeah, and they're I like, I want to be in a microphone somewhere. I thought your name was Perioli. Perioli. That's what... Uh, Call me what you want. Just put me on the air. So here is uh, here's some opening comments from Periello when he was asked if he's some kind of an opportunist or whatever Anderson Cooper asked First him. First thing he I said was, remember. here's some Italian bread. <laughs> Not at all. We've talked about being a pragmatic populist, in fact, and that's what I've done my whole life is put deals together, whether that's been peace deals overseas or clean energy deals here. What people think is not very pragmatic is having an average of $35,000 in student debt for people in Virginia. People don't think well, it's hang very- on a second. If there's an average of 35000 in student debt, is that your fault, Richard? Apparently. I, I, you know, I'm glad he cleared that up for me because I've been wondering. You know, all these, I run into somebody said, I've got $35,000 in student debt. I am so sorry. Had I known, <laughs> I wouldn't have got involved in this. I'm sorry, but Tom Perioli, the bread dude, he <laughs> cleared that up for me. Uh, it's unbelievable how that's not fair and, and somehow now he's going to have government fix that here he goes for people in virginia people don't think it's very pragmatic to pay someone a minimum wage of fourteen thousand dollars a year who's living in northern virginia that's a poverty wage so he knows what an employer employee relationship ought to be about so he's what fix is this that. thing about people paying someone fourteen thousand dollars a year to work in northern virginia if you live in northern virginia and you're making $14,000 a year, that's probably one month's expenses up there. You need to move. Exactly. You need to move. Find somebody else who will pay you, I don't know, more money. out there, 14000 a month. I mean, move. Come somewhere. on. If, you, if you've got the talent, the ability, the knowledge, Perry you can make more money somewhere like, else. Perriello makes it sound like if he's governor, nobody's going to be on minimum wage. Nobody. Nobody. Immediately. Well, at least not. Executive order. The current minimum wage. It'll be an executive order. Here he is. He continues. People are sick and tired of politicians from both parties mm-hmm. who are defining down the sense of what's possible so much that the middle class and the working class can't survive. Well, so, wait, wait, what does that even mean? What did he just say? That doesn't make any sense. Listen know, to this comment. Listen to this. Because People are sick survive. and tired of politicians from both parties mm-hmm. who are defining down the sense of what's possible so much that the middle class and the working class can't survive. Defining down the sense 
Is everyone play that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Hang on. Who are defining down down the sense of what's possible so much that the middle class and the working class can't survive. Of what's possible so much. Defining down the sense of what's possible so much. That doesn't make any sense. That's like well, a, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. I mean, am I the only one missing this? Defining down the sense of what's possible so much that the middle class and the working class can't survive. That's Def- living proof that the bobbleheads in the audience never stop bouncing their heads. They're like, yeah. You hear that? Down the sense. That, sounded you hear that, that sounded good. Defining man. down the sense. I don't want to define it down the sense on me. I don't know what it is. What's possible? I don't know. Defining down the sense is what's possible. Defining down. So that's what he does. He defines it down so bad that only government is your savior. That's what Tom Periello does. Uh, why wouldn't the interview so, excuse me, uh, Perioli, um, pass the bread and explain to me what you just said? <laughs> exactly. Why wouldn't anyone go, what? What exactly. is that? Uh, he continues While you're on. you're defining down the sense, pass the butter, too. He continues on with the interview. That over the last 15 years, you have to understand the middle class has not seen a raise in 18 years in Virginia. We have a minimum wage oh. below West Virginia's at $14,000 a year. How does he know that they didn't does, get a raise? How does he know true. that if some family out there in middle class didn't get a raise from their employer? Every person in Virginia hasn't received a raise in 18 years. 18, 18 no. years? How does he know I this? Have, well, I know I haven't had a raise, See, but that's a different story Virginia? entirely. See, even from How does Virginia? he know? How does he know? I think he, I think he he's, is. But. He's making that up as he goes along, and the bobbleheads are going, Yeah! Yeah! yeah he raised that raise! I didn't get that raise. Exactly. How they come told he got, me I got that raise? They were lying to me. For 18 years, I haven't got a raise. This man told me the truth. I've been doing this for 14 years, but for 18, I haven't got a raise. And Tom Perriell is going to fix that. He's going to go talk to your employer for you. Exactly. He's going to go say, I'm going to tell you right now, it's about time you give a raise. People are going to be inside go, hey, look out in the parking lot. It's the bread man. (laughs) We better lock the door. We're near the bottom of the barrel on clean energy because the utilities have too much power in Richmond. It's terrible. The utilities have too too much much power power in Richmond. This is gibberish. It is gibberish. It's, he's just he's throwing stuff out there. I, I I love him though because he's a bigger leftist than just about anyone you can think of. Like Richmond have too much power, and the frogs have stopped singing at night. But then, but then things the, are wrong. The best one is this: he actually thinks the state is undertaxed. Do you think basically the state's undertaxed? I think we do need to have the revenues to invest in education and infrastructure. We have about two thirds of companies that pay no tax at all. Who? What, what company of companies pays in no tax? Well, I would blame that on Tim Kaine and the other Democratic folks that who have been, been in power in Virginia. For but the years, bottom line yeah. is, that's as, that's as stupid as not getting a raise in 18 years. Right. That's also Name not one. true. Name one that hasn't not paid taxes. true. And not only that, you actually think we're undertaxed? Well, Here's it, a guy it, running for governor who wants to tax us more because of education, which gets almost all the money. I guarantee you this, too. If Perry Oli, whatever, opens a business, say he's opened, I don't know, a bakery, he sells his bread, he can find a way to get out of paying taxes at the end of the year when he does his tax return. The thing is, he's going to have professionals do that. If there's a loophole, some kind of legal government, legal, legal, legal keyword, legal loophole for bread bakers where he doesn't have to pay any taxes because he makes this special buttery bread that's got garlic, he is going to take that loophole. He's going to not pay any time but the bottom line is fear he's full of it he's fear mongering that's yeah, what he's, he's doing full of it, Tom Perioli. Perioli. 454-1366 Lee Brothers 820 WNTW the Lee Brothers intelligent informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word 820 
on 820 WNTW. Remember what they said in the It is Friday, just after 4.30 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hour and a half to go, so be careful with your afternoon commute. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes his far left. Is Richard Lee. Yeah. There is a new release to happen um, on May 30th. Alien Invasion 2, a sequel to the original Alien Invasion, Alien Voting Record Report, which was circulated in 2016. It was done by the Public Interest Legal Foundation to give us an update on that and help us get a grasp of this thing because it's really... I've read this thing like four times, and it's still struggle for me. But that's not anything that Richard doesn't know. I struggle with a lot of things. Yes. Logan Church, Logan Churchwell, is the uh, communications and research director for the Public Interest Legal Foundation. He's kind of leading the uh, work on the election integrity movement. I like that. Logan, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. So, um, first of all, we're told that there is no. Um, election fraud, especially by illegal aliens. This is what we're told. I think T Mac even came out and talked about Governor T Mac, respectfully, uh, came out and even said that this is just a bunch of hogwash and none of this is happening in Virginia. I think he called it hooey. He may have used that word. Hooey. He likes that word. Uh, now, that's not true, though, Logan. I'm, I'm, re- I'm looking over your report here. It looks like there's a lot of this going on. Well, absolutely, uh, and it's even more than we thought, uh, even late last year, more than five times more, actually. So what we've found uh, in our report released this week at the Public Interest Legal Foundation was over the past couple of years, from 2011 to, two th- to just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the state of Virginia found and quietly removed more than 5,500 cases of individuals registered to vote that were later removed from the records because the state then decided that actually they weren't eligible to vote. Uh, they believed they were non-citizens. And of those, a third of them cast ballots in their time on the voter rolls. Some of them have been doing it since the 1980s. A third? So what do we do with these people? I mean, do we just go to their house and say, don't do it again, okay? I mean, do we not charge these people with a criminal offense? If they're illegals, well, don't you're, we you're supposed report to. them? You're supposed to. Uh, it's against federal and state law uh, to register to vote and not be a citizen. And even if you uh, do so, you could be deported, regardless of whether you're on that track to become a naturalized citizen. Uh, and one of the very common ways in which people realize and actually try to clean up their voting record, their legal one at that, is when they're trying to become a U.S. citizen, they come forward and say, look, I didn't know what I was doing. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Ignore the fact that I voted five times. <laughs> I'm trying to be a citizen. Can we just clean this up quietly, please? They voted and five times same election. The country, you see it. Wow. So you think a lot of this is just people don't understand, or you know, if they have evil intent. Well, either uh, way, either, either way, You're, it's illegal. And they should be dealt way, with. Either way, uh, you could be uh, convicted of a felony for it. And should be. Is, the question becomes: Is the, the person that it, is finding these matters, your local city and county officials that actually handle your voter rolls, are they actually going to pick up the phone and call law enforcement? And in Virginia, everywhere we looked, in all of these 5,000 cases, we never saw a single instance where it was actually referred over to law enforcement. 
they were quietly removed. You mentioned you mentioned something that you said. It might have just bypassed a lot of our listeners, but you said quietly removed. And then we find yeah. out that the that maybe an instruction of the Governor McAuliffe's political employees that they spent resources to prevent this information from spilling out to the, in the open. Yes, uh, Virginia taxpayers actually funded three federal lawsuits. You probably didn't know this. No. You funded three federal lawsuits around the Commonwealth to prevent public interest legal from seeing this information. What? Inclu- we specifically sued Chesterfield County. And wow. And they were they were trying to hide this information. Are you finding this the case all over Virginia? Then that there's a there's a the silently no one wants to know about this. Absolutely. Uh, what it, what essentially happened is when we first started asking these questions, some counties uh, like Prince William County, for example, immediately turned around and gave us their information, and we were on our way happily. Uh, but some others, including Chesterfield County, City of Manassas, and just about the rest of the Commonwealth started telling us no, but they all started giving us the exact same language in their denial, and it was all using the same reasoning mm. that we later turned out came straight from uh, McCall's administration, administration and, and Edgardo Cortez himself. Can you re- have you released this to, to, the, to the press? How come no one or knows the this? the FBI? <laughs> well, we are, whenever we find any kind of case like this, doesn't matter if it's one or 5,000, uh, if we believe there is information worthy of being passed on to a U.S. attorney or a local district attorney, uh, we absolutely do that. And that's part of the process we're in now. Um, but the sad thing is, this should have been done before. Oh, well, well absolutely. absolutely. To vote and uh, cast ballots, not just, oh, I didn't know I was signing a voter registration form. Uh, please take me off the rolls. Look, I never voted. It was a complete mistake. Those cases where you have people that registered in the 80s and kept voting and kept voting until later on they went to get a driver's license and then showed a green card uh, to qualify for that license, only then were they found out. And that's unfortunately what the system is in Virginia. We aren't, whenever you register to vote and you say, I'm a, a U.S. citizen, I'm eligible to vote, no one actually checks you on that. They could, there are tools available. They but should. Under the McAuliffe administration, they've actually pulled back from those over the recent years. And on t- to make matters worse, when the legislature has pa- passed bills that would improve information sharing between your state agencies. Oh, so, for example, if you were to try and get out of jury duty by saying you're not a citizen, there was a bill that would have required that jury clerk to tell the voter registrar that so-and-so is trying to get out of doing their duty because they're not a citizen. You might want to see if they're registered. No kidding. That makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't they be on jury duty? They're on jury duty because they're a citizen. And if they're saying they're not, then they shouldn't be on. They're probably on the vote. They're absolutely on the voter roll then. They absolutely are. That's how they got them off the jury duty. That's where it comes from. Exactly. So, And your governor, Terry McAuliffe, vetoed that bill, that idea, last year. Oh, I'm sure he... Uh, he was, he was just he was he just angry exactly. because <laughs> he pardoned. I mean, he gave all of these convicts their voting rights back, only to get smacked. Right, and they took them. You know, he had all those new Democratic voters who were like, "Yeah, I get all the right. vote." Yeah, what if there's any money in this for me? It, they they took that away from him. 
So he so, was just angry. Logan, this is uh, this is disheartening to say the least because um, nobody wants to talk about this. No one wants to even think about it. And if you think if you if you consider the recent elections and how close they were here in the Commonwealth. Um, I think back to when Bob McDonald was attorney general and uh, he won the attorney general seat. It was like by 600 votes. It was it, sure. it was crazy. Now, you're telling me there's 5,500 voters that were on the uh, list here, and a, and a third of them voted or two-thirds of them? What did you say? One-third of them voted. Oh, one-third. Um, and that's the ones they know about. Yeah, I was going to say, those that's are just the, the ones he knows about. All right. You I guarantee you. for them to out themselves. That's how Virginia finds these people is they they say they're a citizen in one office and they turn around and prove the opposite in another and finally that information is shared between the two offices but how many of those have just not gotten a driver's license yet or any other kind of state service that they're allowed to apply for that's how you find these situations so there there could be three five times as many more sitting on the rotor rolls that just haven't been found yet it is amazing, and it's just Virginia we're talking so about. So what, what's the next step here, Logan? What, what should be the next step? How do we fix this? Yes. Well, the next step is obviously to try and spread this issue as much as we can and raise awareness to just how weak Virginia, and not only just Virginia. I mean, Virginia is in a party of 48 other states that essentially have the same system for finding or not finding uh, illegal votes. The most important thing we can do right now is to encourage people to actually study this issue uh, because your system is failing you. The, right. the idea that the difference between a legal voter and an illegal voter is someone willing to lie on a checkbox form saying they're a citizen, it's 2017. We, we need something better than that right now. Uh, so we, actually, we have to engage in this discussion about how our elections are run in a time when it's not a few weeks before an election. We have to be talking about this year-round because that's how you resolve these issues. I would think one major problem you would have, too, is you have essentially two political parties. One party wants this fixed. The other one does not because these people well, are that's typically the way voting appears, but that way, and they're, they're not going to help you resolve this issue. Well, I would I would argue that they both don't want to fix because to say that one wants, Republicans want to fix, they'll be labeled some kind of racism or whatever. And the other one don't want to fix because it's not anything that has nothing to do with race. Of course not. Terry McAuliffe vetoes a bill that would help with this process? I mean, that's a flag. All right, so, so what we've done is we posted the uh, the link to this report on our page and so people can see it, Logan, and we'll continue to address this and have them go there to get more information. Well, thank you very much. You bet. I appreciate your oh, time. Thanks for joining us. Keep the fight. Keep going for us. We need you up there. We'll do it. All thank right. you. That's Logan Churchwell. He's with. Uh, he's a research director for the Public Interest Legal Foundation. And, and a he's truly a great, great American. American. Uh, you can find out more. 820theanswer.com. Click on the uh, Lee Brothers Takes You Right to Our Page. Find out more about this. A five or sorry, four five four thirteen sixty six four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. The news as it should be. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Give the Lee Brothers a call. It's uh, Friday afternoon here in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Virginia Tech. I l- I'm starting to really enjoy the college campuses. These people are bastions of, uh, of uh, incredible thought and um, reason and logic. We just I hope just, there's a cure for the garbage that the professors are programming them with. 
because almost all of them leave there with uh, a warped sense of the way things should be. Who who wants their kid to turn out this way? Virginia Tech is now involved in this kind of ridiculous. They staged a sit-in or a sit-out, they call it, by blocking a newly built staircase. How dare them build a staircase? It's, it, well, first of all, can who, you imagine them would a, building a staircase? Well, how can a staircase? Why would they do that? No, listen to this. Seriously. How can a staircase become offensive enough? Maybe somebody's offended by a staircase. There probably is someone with a deranged syndrome of some sort that's offended. But how can there be enough people to stir the emotions of somebody to object to a staircase to where they actually have a sit-in around it and on it because they say it isn't accessible to disabled people. It and is I'm accessible. Mu- they can't roll their wheelchair down it, so they put a ramp in. Well, well, hang on a second. Every staircase is not accessible by handicap. Every staircase yeah, every, in America. I mean, you know why? Because they're staircases. Exactly. They have steps. I mean, are you kidding me? Do you but not want a, stairs they anywhere? They put a ramp in. Of course there's a way to get to the top of just about everywhere there exists stairs. There's typically a way to get to the top. Here's the thing. People need to get from down here to up there. Would they rather not okay. have stairs? And there's a hill. So they put these steps. I think the Mayans first invented them. Anyway, they put <laughs> steps in, and they put a ramp in for folks in a wheelchair so they can ramp around the hill. They couldn't do a ramp straight up like the staircase. Well, the Virginia Unless Tech's- they've got some high-powered wheelchairs with motors. They can't run them straight up the hill. They have to go around the ramp to make it easy and, and accessible to folks in wheelchairs. Well, are these, why are they, these people are protesting this the, is the, the topography of the land? I mean, <laughs> they, what, they should have just dug it all out and leveled the, leveled the playing field, they're I guess you'd say. They're not demonstrating the topography of the That's actually pretty good. But they have to be. You're right. Well, By they, definition, they have to, they have to be. They can't, they they can't don't want build the ramp straight up. Students at Virginia Tech are saying the problem with the stairs is they don't have a ramp for disabled, meaning disabled students have to use a, ra- a route which takes them three minutes longer. I mean, again, who has these students? If you're a parent who's sending your kid here and you find out that your kid sat there with a sign on the stairs preventing people from going up and down them, saying stairs not accessible by handicap, and it says here, please feel free to post and tweet about the new staircase unequal ramp access. Unequal ramp access. Oh okay, gosh. so what did, what what is the solution to the problem these the problem these morons seem to have found? They seem to was, I bet you they were just sitting on the steps and said, we need to protest about something. We don't have anything else to do this weekend. Why don't we protest about these steps? Think about well, that doesn't make it easy. No, no, think about this. You know. Are there anything else I mean anything else that would be worthy of protest Bigger than this. <laughs> maybe, maybe a Chick-fil-A anything, trying to anything. come on the campus. No, I'm talking about That's anything. Stupid. Protest not, not anything not. more than this. I mean, this might be the last thing that they could possibly think. The pro- I mean, you could go protest. At this point, there's nothing that can't be protested. They should protest about the liberal views of their professors. They should protest well, these are, about. These are the liberal snowflakes. These I know are, they are. The, and they're found at Virginia Tech. They're not channeling Blocking their the frustration staircase. into action for anything else. They're Nobody actually blocking. The staircase until they hear their point and how they're going to fix it. But how are they going to fix it? Does that article say anything about how they'll go about fixing what they're protesting or just they're just mad because there's a new staircase? Martina says well, they want here, an elevator? A graduate student who co-chairs the Disability and Alliance Caucus. Hmm. 
organized an alliance caucus. They organized the sit-in. Has questioned the point of the building stairs at all. They organized the sit-in. They're, or, they're, That's something for your resume. The, we had a sit-in on the work. staircase. Listen, in today's oh, how did culture, that work? We all went and sat down on the stairs. Yeah. You imagine these little wow. millennial snowflakes in a job interview. You tell organized me, all that. Tell me, yeah. tell me what your uh, your college life was like. I organized a protest against staircases. That's right. We sat on the staircase. And nobody went up and down except a few people. They ran over the top of us, but that's another story. Staircases are are uh, discriminatory. How long would that interview process worked if it was with the Lee brothers? Actually, I'd keep them around a while just to laugh at them. Uh, yeah, Walk we them. would. Uh, I would ask more questions. We like, would really? have some Tell fun. me about that. We'd have some fun with Tell that. me why the stairs are such a threat to you. Tell me why they're so... All these times I've been going up and down stairs, and I did not realize how... <laughs> How it was crazy for human beings to build stairs. So what's your next step? Pardon the pun. (laughs) Virginia Tech. This is in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Pardon the pun. That was perfect. All right, your phone call is next. 454-1366. Such an easy number. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens. American patriots. On 820 WNTW. So this isn't the only crazy campuses, Virginia Tech, obviously. I mean, you have other places. There's a Davidson College in um, North Carolina went around and asked students if they would mind sharing their GPA, if they would take the top, te- top GPA and distribute it to the lower GPA, if they'd be in favor of distributing GPA like they do wealth in the country. So we're Students for Educational Equality, a group on campus, and we have a petition basically take the top 10% of GPAs, dock a few points off of them, and give them to the bottom 10% of GPAs, the GPAs that really need them. Would you sign this petition? I don't know about that. Why so? I kind of like people to kind of work for what they what they get if they don't plan. To wow, really know you want people to work for what you wow, get. Wow, so someone is actually... Has a brain. Wow. You know, the thing is... Yep, they vote differently. They vote for know, Democrats who do the exact same. You say thing. this is a different college campus that has, has the same level of craziness. I think they actually cut federal funding if you don't hit that level of craziness. I think they come around and they look at things like protesting a staircase, That's sharing GPA. Such lunacy. And they say, I yeah, can't... this college campus is just crazy enough to maybe even get a little increase in their federal funding. <laughs> They're just insane. Liberty University never gets a dime. They never get a dime. Exactly. Very good point. All right, coming up. um, Kathy Griffin is is an ugly human being. Not physically, just really not a good person. Maybe so, maybe so. She's ugly inside and out, and she... You've got to hear her press conference. It's just mind-blowing. We'll share that with you in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, it's the National Day of Many Things. It's Free Donut Day. She it makes is me nauseous. Also, Orange Day. Wear your orange. Happy birthday, Rick! It's your birthday. In case I didn't tell you. For gun violence. All right, that's that's um, all that dead ahead. It is five o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lee Brothers, eight twenty, WNTW. Where's the donuts? So, a North Carolina bill. Billboard, that is. North Carolina billboard has caused controversy. We'll share it with you. Wear orange today, June 2nd, for gun violence awareness. And Kathy Griffin, her crazy press conference for a crazy woman. We got the clips. That 
is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the Founding Fathers intended. No, seriously, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, they'd be sitting right here with us. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely Friday afternoon. We're in for a beautiful weekend. You be careful in your commute home this afternoon. It is Friday, just after 5 o'clock. Our phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. We were disgusted this week with Kathy Griffin. Now, this isn't the only time I've been disgusted with this woman. No, we're disgusted with her on a regular basis because she is a disgusting individual. Now, if you've heard her comic act or or New Year's show or whatever she did with, uh, what's that other guy on New Year's Rock and Eve? This was the same woman, Kathy Griffin. She is um, she's perverted. She is um, disgusting in her humor. She is not someone you'd want your uh, family to sit around and listen to. And you wouldn't want your kids to see this photograph of her that's that's circling around now with uh, the chopped off head. She's she's disgusting. Right now she has her reasoning why. Now the press conference was now this is after her apology. She had a. a, a tearful apology and then she she now claims that she's being bullied by the trump family so she uh, you know what she calls this press conference with her uh i guess her lawyer was doing most of the talking here but listen i don't even know if we can get through we can't this is like what is it seven minutes long i mean you got to listen to this this is a press conference about the president of the united states head severed with blood as she held it up and they're trying to this press conference press conference is about defending it including numerous stand-up performances for the troops in iraq afghanistan kuwait and uzbekistan places that many other entertainers were too scared to go what's the point uh, of that you know what if the, if the enemy came up in this disgusting which was on stage they probably run away crying they probably never be the same again i mean she's disgusting so listen to the stage that is obviously being set here oh she's, she's a great she's, person she's a patriot she's, a, she's been she's a, a great person. she's gone where no comedian has gone before she cares about the troops she's been in right. combat zones oh yeah she's also oh, the proud daughter of a vet during the campaign, Donald Trump said of a female reporter who had called him out on misogyny, quote, she had blood coming out of her eyes. She had blood coming out of her wherever. Kathy did not forget that disgusting remark. As she said in her social media posts <laughs> accompanying the photo, quote, I captioned this, there was blood coming out of his eyes, blood coming out of his wherever. It was a parody of Trump's own sexist remarks. By cutting uh, his head off. So Trump was standing there holding a woman's head, saying, look, there's blood coming out of her eyes, coming out of her water. By the way, this, Trump, this is no parody. This is Trump said that had nothing to do. He, he tried to defend it. I thought the comment was over the top, too, by Trump. But that's not the point here. The point is, Kathy Griffin is holding a severed head of Trump with blood coming down its face. She's a real fan of Trump, you can tell. This is how they're defending it now. Now, they, the press conference continues. It gets worse. Listen to this. Taken to an extreme, absurdist visual. 
That's what she did. Like many edgy works of artistic expression, artistic. the photo artistic? could be interpreted different ways, and Kathy was fine with that. That's artistic? But Kathy never imagined that it could be misinterpreted as a threat of violence. How could you not imagine that? Really? You are holding the severed head of the President of the United States. You're driving uh, down the road, and there's someone standing <laughs> in their driveway holding a severed head, pointing at you, you know, mouthing, you're next, you're next. You wouldn't take that as a threat? I mean... She's holding a severed head of someone who you, no question whose head it is. No there, question there at all, and it's no, no threat. And by the way, here's what's funny about this press conference. This is after she's apologized for it. So she knows it was wrong. She apologized for it. Now the press conference is about saving face here, and she's trying to get credit for it. Against Trump. That was never what she intended. Really? She has never threatened or committed an act of violence against anyone. Her life's work is to make people laugh. Well, she failed miserably And as soon that. as she learned that this is how it was being received, she was horrified. And she took down the picture, and she asked the photographer to take it down. And as fast as possible, she videoed a heartfelt apology, literally begging us for forgiveness. Here's the thing. She's got to be incredibly stupid. That should have been the end of it. Well, then shut up about it. Many male artists have created... Oh, here we go. Here's the sexist. Many because male artists the men, done the same the thing. Men, right, you so, know, we all suck out loud. So, and this lady's going to tell us all about that coming up. So here's the deal. This is um, should be the end of it. Is that what you're saying here, Miss uh, Miss Press Conference for it Kathy It should have never happened in the first place. She can't be that stupid, can she? And what's funny Maybe is so. she's upset now that it's not over. You know, I, I, must, I must remind these leftist people about their fascist attacks on people who just upheld the definition of marriage i must remind people like this that there are families who just wanted to host a wedding who were trashed they lost their businesses who ran out of the country school had the fines of hundred fifty thousand dollars just because they stood up for traditional marriage and you think holding the severed head of the of president, president of the United the States, elected it should president. be over. You people need to realize he is the president. He is. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that this is the left who's done this. If we did this with can, a, oh, oh, a oh severed head of oh Hillary my, or Obama, we would be oh in my, jail. We would be we would in jail. Be in we would jail. Be. Actually, she's being investigated for that, and they can't get over that either. This press conference continues. Listen to this. Male artists have created far more disturbing... Oh, hang on a second. Male oh, artists. Male artists. Here we go. Listen no to this. female artists, no, just the male, male artists. Male artists have done the same, and they haven't been attacked. Here, they can Three. A Marilyn Manson music video shows him beheading a Trump figure. Okay, the we'll The Municipal up. Waste has an image of Trump with a bloody gunshot to his head on a band t-shirt. The band GWAR has had violent images like this for president after president for years. They're all just considered bad boys. No, they're not. Unlike these male artists, oh. Kathy oh. apologized. Oh, it's I see. Because it's about, the men, because men get away with it. Women because can. it's men, you know, it's just wrong. Men get away with it. Women don't. Is that what she's trying to say here? Is she actually saying that this is about her gender? Is she trying to actually defend the press conference that men do this all the time? That men are walking out holding the heads of, J- of Trump up and they're not in trouble? But as well, soon I don't as I know woman- about you, but tonight oh. I'm going home and sever me some heads. <laughs> it's yeah. just insane. I'll cook a burger on a grill, sever some heads while I'm waiting for it to get for- Oh, right. listen, it gets more political. Hang on. 
Unlike these male artists, Kathy has endured the most powerful man in America and his family using their power to target her and her employers their power. after she apologized. The president took a break from his busy schedule of tweeting nonsense words to, to target her satire, calling her sick. She Melania is. Trump, she is. Who has remained silent about her husband's effort to deny health care to 24 million Americans? Chose to break her silence. But can you believe that? What, what does it have to do with anything? Nothing. She's so, a lying liberal puke. So which now the people that listen to that and bob their heads up and down are morons. This is about food stamps. Carrying morons. So it's now, about health care, food, food stamps, stamps, little dogs that get poked <laughs> with a fork. It's insane. It's about anything that's evil in this world, and Trump's behind it this all. This is a press conference for Kathy Griffin, and the and the lawyer here is saying that Melania Trump doesn't like kids on food. It's just unbelievable. The Trumps are using their power. Their like power. What said. They're, they're using no their power. power. They have like these Look, special rings that they touch together. And, you have the Trump family's father's head in your hand. You don't expect them to react to that? All right, and, oh, by the way, next. he's the president of the United so States. So, side note, that's all. It's the president. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Like Batman and Robin, your conservative dynamic duo, just no costumes and utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. All right, so we got to continue this. This is the most unbelievable press conference I think I've ever heard. This is, a, this is supposed to be an apology press conference? No. The apology was before this. Kathy Griffin apologized before the press conference. Then she got mad. You're not accepting my apology. I'm being bullied. That's because you suck, woman. I mean, you really do. You're nasty. <laughs> You're nasty, ugly inside and out. You're not funny, and this is disgusting. Did you do this as some kind of publicity stunt? Because you had kind of disappeared off the landscape. As far as I know, I haven't seen her on yeah, anything in a long reason. time, and rightfully so. Well, I was glad about now, all that. of a sudden, she comes back with this, and she's on TV again. She's probably tickled to death. The people, A lot of people are probably saying, I thought she had moved out of the country or something, and she's disappeared. Well, if you put a severed head of the president up with blood all over it, I guess you'll get some front-page news. Here's uh, the continuation of this pra- crazy press conference by, I only know, I guess is her lawyer speaking first. A news events to personally challenge Kathy's mental health. Yeah, I would do that. Donald Trump Jr. took a break from killing leopards and elephants <laughs> to hound <laughs> CNN and its anchors on Twitter to try to get them not just to fire her, but to ban her from the network where she has worked for 10 years entirely, presumably forever. So let me ask you a question. If your, uh, your father's head was in a comedian's hand as with blood all over the face, would you not call the... Local station and go. I don't want her on your station. Absolutely. I, I, would, would you, you not do a, that? Would you take a break from killing leopards and elephants <laughs> That's and insane. come back to the country that? to deal with this? <laughs> if I was him and I were and I was not across the pond, so to speak, killing leopards and elephants, I would be in court suing that nasty witch. Can you believe that? For making in there? that statement, you believe that's what's thrown in here. So far, we've heard that uh, Trump's that's, wife Melania doesn't care about food stamps. And this is a classic classic example of Attack someone person. who who's done something horrific terribly wrong and they're trying to push make everyone else look at somebody else anybody else right rather than the stupid witch 
holding the severed head with that dumb look on her face. That's that's what they're they're trying to get you to look in every other direction except uh except that that nasty woman and Donald Trump's sons killing leopards, which is ridiculous. All and right, elephants too. Don't forget oh, yeah, the big sorry. gray things that are no longer allowed to be in the circus. But here. that wasn't enough. He also targeted a children's book author in his tweets, suggesting that his followers contact the publisher to fire him because Don Trump, Jr. Right? didn't like one of his his jokes that was supportive of Kathy Griffin. It's a press conference. The message uh, is clear. An author for children. Criticize the president. Lose your job. Now, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. If that That's were not true, happening, that uh, were true, half the country would be out of work. <laughs> yeah, see, that would so be there. From not, that's insane. There would, nobody would be working. Half the country would be gone. Even the people that voted for him would be fired. This entire press conference has become a political leftist propaganda piece. Attack on Trump. They're turning the tables trying to say, well, she didn't mean to hold the severed head. But look at them. They're yeah, mean, look nasty. At them. They killed leopards and elephants. <laughs> And here's what a, happened to Kathy. Oh, here her. we go. Here's the story. What happened As a result of the first family's uh, bullying of her <laughs> and of those she does business with, Kathy has been vilified. She's been receiving a lot of death threats. She's had her personal Not website and her social media channels shut down, been Good. fired from multiple jobs, Outstanding. and had multiple events canceled. Outst- and rightfully the so. Service she has did this. Out to her. She did this, and the Secret Service is going. You walk around with a severed head of the President of the United States, and you're not you're surprised when the Secret Service walks up and says, "Hey, we got a few questions for you." You're surprised about that? Shocked. That is unbelievable. This whole thing is outrageous. All right, um, try to squeak through here at the end of this and catch it for many seconds. That's crazy. That's an important legal right that is now under attack. As journalists, so she's complaining that freedom of speech is under attack. The, there uh, the is freedom no, of speech is, is not thing. under attack here. Holding a severed head is another. You know. By the way, you cannot threaten the president of the United States. You cannot. You cannot. You, cannot know. We, you and I know an on-air personality that cracked a joke about Bush long after Bush was even out of the White House on the air. And the next morning, he had two Secret Service agents the come and visit him at the radio station exactly. and say, hey, we just need to ask you a few questions. That's right. And he wasn't standing in the station with a severed head saying, hey, who does this look like? Yeah, yeah, blood coming out of his eyes. What do you think? Networks and artists fear retribution from Trump and his administration. It's all about Trump. It's all about Trump. He is hoping for a chilling effect. On artists like Kathy. No, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, come on. Quit making this about artists. He's not artists. hoping for anything. He, he doesn't want a severed like... head hanging out anywhere. He's, he's, he probably sits around and says, I didn't like her before. I really don't like her now. <laughs> exactly. She cut my head off. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to say, ah, oh, kids, you know. Yeah, well, whatever. It's, all, it's, all it's just art. It's just art, Scott and Richard. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW. If political talk radio makes you sick, throw up with the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. We have got to purge the system of that one. All right, here's Kathy uh, Griffin's, uh, finally she got it to the microphone and she started. Wow. Um, I'm not afraid of Donald Trump. Oh, He's good. a bully. I've dealt with older white guys trying to keep me down my whole life. Oh, so now oh, it's again, it's, yeah, a white, it's a man versus woman thing again. She doesn't have to worry about Donald Trump. She ain't afraid of him, so just whack his head off. Right. I'm not career. afraid of Donald Trump. I'm a woman in a very male-dominated field. What's that mean? Uh, What's the point? I love what I do. What, what, what is the point of that? A male-dominated field? What is field? the point of that, Kathy? Has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Nothing. She's supposed to be a comedian, and she lacks terribly at that. And the bottom line is, 
I don't know of any male comedians who would stand there with a severed head of the president of the United States and think somebody, anybody, would find this funny. It's not a male-female thing. She is. Uh, that's she's what liberals do. Liberals. She's not funny. I love making people laugh more than anything in the world. And what's happening to me has never happened ever in the history of this great country. Are you kidding I guess me? Which is that a sitting the president before. of the United States you severed and his, his head. own children and the first lady are personally, I feel, personally, <laughs> trying to ruin my life. You did that. On your own. You did that. You did it on your own. They didn't ship you a severed head and said, hey. <laughs> Photographer will be by a 10. <laughs> be sure to be out front. They didn't do You did this. All right. Check us out, 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Three great uh, videos there. One's a North Carolina billboard that we're going to try to talk to or talk about next. And your phone calls, 454-1366. It is 530 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Just after 5.30 in the capital of the Commonwealth, you're listening to the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. There's a surprise coming for this station. We can't wait to tell you about it. That's coming up, and uh, it might be as early as next week. And when it happens, you are going to be so excited. And we'll do, uh, we'll do a Facebook Live as we, uh, as we introduce it. That's coming up. Uh, my name's Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend. And my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes it's far left. Sometimes my far left. Way over here on the left. Is Richard, <laughs> Richard Lee. <laughs> I'm the left. I'm over here. Left, left, June left, right, 2nd. Left. June 2nd is uh, National Donut Day. National Donut Day. And you know what? They, somebody must have eaten them all because nobody. I mean, nobody. Nobody, nobody knows we got no donuts. Up in here. Nobody brought a donut to us today. Do you remember uh, a long time ago on Another Life in another station, we had someone bring us a box of donuts at the yeah. station? Yeah, I, I put that? it out. I said, somebody just bring us some donuts, and then we hear Ding dong. someone at the door. That's, really? That's fantastic. And a sweet lady brought us donuts. She was, can you believe that? I was like, this is a joke, right? Someone's put, no. We, you guys that was are, wonderful. I that love you, Lee Brothers. You guys are great. You know, people, just a wonderful that, lady. Our audience is uh, we were broadcasting from that political event, and I said, man, I've got a sinus headache that will not let go. If anyone out there has any sinus meds, I'd greatly appreciate it. It wasn't five minutes. I don't remember that. Guy walks up, and he says, uh, can you take these? I have no memory I of that. I said, are you kidding? You make half this stuff no, up. I, do I not. swear. It was yeah. a Kilgore. Well, it was supposed to be the Kilgore. Jerry Kilgore? That was I like called 20 it the years Kilgore ago. Wake. <laughs> but it was supposed to be the Kilgore oh, party, but it was, a, right. it was essentially awake, and we broadcast live from there the entire Oh, evening. that was a long time ago. That's that was right. a long time ago, but they brought me sinus meds. It was awesome. All right, where do you get your free donuts today? Maybe you're driving home. Maybe you just got off of work. It's 536. Are the donuts you know, free? Are you they're free. They're free. I'm saying they're free donuts. All donuts are free? No, I think you get one donut. Man, I don't today. know. Go there. Go to Country Style Donuts. That's off uh, Williamsburg Road. You can go to Duck Donuts on Willow Lawn Drive. You can go to Dunkin' Donuts. All their locations. What about Krispy Kreme? Of course. That's the next one. Oh, well, you Krispy didn't say Kreme. it. A free donut of any variety. Now, any at, variety? Of any variety. Now, Dunkin' Donuts, Woo-hoo. you get a free classic donut of your choice with a purchase of a beverage. Well, that's not free. That's not free. You have to buy a beverage. And Duck Donuts does the same thing. Free donut with any purchase. Well, now that's not free. Free as you walk in and go give me my donut. It's National Donut Day. More, now here's one. Morton Steakhouse, which I did not know had donuts. Um, you get a free donut with the purchase of a 
Steak? A donut hole dessert, apparently. Free with any food or drink order at the bar or in the dining room. No carryout. So you only get no the, carry out. You get the Can donut I have my donut hole? to go, please? Well, um, I think they're worried about the drink. It's a donut hole res- uh, dessert. So you get a donut hole instead of a donut. Now what do they, you do with the rest of the donut? I don't, maybe Somebody they made more it? donut holes. Maybe know. they ate it because it's donut day. The Sugar Shack Donuts. Now, this place has become quite popular. Sugar Shack. On uh, North Param Road and Huguenot. Uh, they have three locations, actually. Lombardi Road. Parham and Huguenot? Uh, there's one on Parham, there's one on Huguenot, and there's oh, okay. one on North Lombardi. I was going to say, Parham doesn't intersect with Huguenot. That's so that's because I didn't say that. I didn't that's say they intersected. I told you there were three. They're offering specially glazed donuts for the day. Special, what's different about the normal glazed? I don't know. I don't, is it a lot of glaze? Maybe someone Less can tell glaze? us. Sugar Shack. Let us know. Sugar Shack. Uh, you can get a free donut at the Sweet Shop Donuts Cafe off South Creek 1 in Powhatan. If you want to go out there. Powhatan. Powhatan. I think I'll drive around all night eating free donuts. Apparently, Kroger's partnering with Salvation Army for Donuts of Hope campaign for veterans. So that's where you've got your... Now, this is an important day for Richard. He actually has this on his calendar. Uh, it pops up every, you know, the day. You know, it is. It's a big day for you. You usually make the rounds. I'll put the donut marathon on my calendar. That's you, a, like a 10-yard a race to the donuts. You know, it's national. Like 30 feet. It's National Donut Day. But you know what else? It's national. It's National Rotisserie Chicken Day. Now, how did June 2nd yesterday. become Rotisserie Chicken Day? And what does that even mean? I mean, I is, who I comes know, up with know. these things, National Rotisserie Chicken Day? This is uh, rotisserie chicken is cooked whole on a rotisserie or a split Obviously. that turns. That's what it says. How to observe it. Share photos with your friends and family on social media. National Rotisserie Chicken Day. You share a picture of your rotisserie That's chicken what they say. with friends and family. It's also... Hey, you want to... Look at the picture of the chicken I'm about to eat. <laughs> it's national. It's tasty. People do that. They take pictures of their food, which is makes no sense. I don't um, know. Costco's got some awesome rotisserie chickens. They're like small turkeys. Maybe they some are. Some of turkey. these grocery stores around town, they, they have these little rotisserie chickens that are like Cornish game hens. I mean, it's like a right. single serve chicken. You can eat the whole thing Cornish. before you get out of the store. You're Costco's chickens are huge. You're a chicken. Uh, na- You're a national. Chicken. This is National Bubba Day too. You're a Bubba. National Bubba Day. So if you know someone named Bubba, get them a rotisserie chicken and a donut. It's um, it's for all those nicknamed or just sometimes called Bubba, National Happy Bubba Day. Call your friend. Hey, Bubba, let's go get a rotisserie chicken and a donut tonight. You know, you know I think that's a nickname, but there are actually someone named, there are people named Bubba. There are people it's named it's Bubba. On it's their, on their birth certificate. On their birth certificate, poor kid. Bubba. What's wrong with parents? Uh, it's also National Rocky Road Day. Now, if that's the ice cream, I'm in. It is. It's a National Rocky Road Ice Cream Day. I didn't know that. You should get a rotisserie chicken, some donuts, some Rocky Road ice cream, put the donut on the plate, cover it with ice cream, how to maybe obs- some whipped cream if you're in the mood. How to observe National Rocky Road Day, enjoy a bowl of Rocky Road ice cream, some Rocky Road candy bars, cake, or other Rocky Road desserts. Candy bar? I've never had a Rocky Road candy not. bar. i never heard didn't of know it. that. Or a cake, for that matter. It's National Leave the Office Early Day. Hey, how about that? Leave the, the office switch. early day. I wonder if you can pull that one off with your boss. It's called dead air. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> how to observe. That's the sound of us leaving. <laughs> how to observe the national get out of work early day. On this day, upon completion of all necessary days of work and needed approval, it is suggested that you can leave the office uh, day early to enjoy the rest of the day with fun activities of your choosing. But who's going to serve the donuts? Yes. That means you leave early from work to go get your donut. 
National Donut I'm not Day. kidding. I might get a donut on the way home. I just might have to do it. It's Especially also, if it's a free donut. It's also Wear Orange Day. Um, now, Wear Orange. My Batman underwear has a little orange on it. Are you wearing it? Don't answer you that question. You have to. You never know when you have to drop okay. your drawers and fight crime. This is the National Gun Violence Awareness Day. Gun Violence Awareness Day. So you are wearing orange, so and it's pretty much the anti-gun movement is what this is. So if you're oh, wearing orange, you. You, you, you're on the wrong side of the... Unless you're wearing those Gun Saves Lives orange <laughs> I told yeah. you these are bat drawers. What's that? You're, you drop your pants and it plays a little song. That's not Bat drawers. That's not helpful. I'm sure that's not one of those things. That no, it's it's not. It's like one of those Christmas cards that you open and plays a tune. Did you ever see one in orange today? Have you seen the wear of the orange, a color that man's to be seen? It sends a powerful message that there's more of what we can do to end gun violence. You know how we end gun violence? Here's how you end gun violence. You shoot a Ever gun heard this soundbite? Gun. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because... We care. Email us today. It's a worthy. It's worthy. It's better than wear orange. I mean, what are we a lapel pin? I mean, this is what the left does so well. They want to bring awareness to gun violence. Are people are people shy of awareness of this? Do they not know that guns hurt people and that things can go bad with guns? Do, are they also not aware that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun? That guns themselves aren't bad. They don't have little feet running around shooting people. That someone actually has to pick them up to do harm. They are mindless. They don't, only an evildoer with right. a gun in his hand is a problem. Does evil? That's the problem right there. It's not. If you the have guns. a good doer with a gun in his hand, comes across an evildoer with a gun in their hand, you may have a evildoer against good doer shootout. So this orange wear orange day to prevent or make awareness of gun violence does get this absolutely nothing exactly our gun buyback program on the other hand is phenomenal that will actually work if you don't want your guns or afraid of them we'll come pick them up for free exactly that, that's Tonight. a that's a real solution this this wear the lapel orange pen or the orange t-shirt to make awareness of gun violence does nothing Where tomorrow do what do you do you're going to wear the shirt tomorrow too or is it over it's Where only you, one day out of 365. It's not Where do you get the orange lapel pin? And is it actually a lapel pin of an orange? I mean, like a naval no, orange no, it's, or a tangerine? It's, it's actually no lapel pin. It's like wearing a lapel pin, but it's oh, just a T-shirt. Oh, I thought you said there was a lapel pin. It's wear pen. orange. Wear orange, a color that demands to be seen. Send a powerful message. You know, liberals are funny like this. They always think it's actually the, the product. You know, somebody tries to get on a plane with bombs in their shoes. Well, we got to get rid of shoes. Someone tries to take over a plane with a fingernail clipper. Well, we got to get rid of fingernail clippers. No, we got to find the bad guys. Okay? You're not going to be able to prevent people from picking up bats and hitting people from picking up guns and shooting people. If they're going to do not. it with a bat, what are they going to stop baseball? Yeah. I mean, how, how does the color orange have anything to do with it's just a bright color. gun violence? It's a bright color. It's so is color. yellow and lime green. Well, I don't know. Maybe you know, orange is something uh, like that. You know, hot pink. That's a, that's a bright color. It's National Gun Violence Awareness Day, which okay. will do nothing. Well, I'll be glad when this day's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interfering maybe, with my donuts and my chicken. I'm just glad it's here because now we're aware, and I wasn't aware until I today. Was, I was, I was aware, but 
I didn't know what day it was. That's right. Orange helped us out. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. The Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. Friday. Drive home. Weekend is upon us. Just got an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com that talked about this this orange uh, craze. This is wear orange for gun awareness uh, violence. The email said they couldn't even come up with a unique identifier. People I know wear blaze orange to identify as a hunter. That makes sense. Blaze orange. So if someone's getting ready to commit some violent crime with a gun, they're going to see you coming because you're wearing blaze orange. Say, hey, there's one of those guys in blaze orange. Let's commit our crime against him. Crime. Good email. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. There's a billboard. There's a billboard in North Carolina supporting Trump's travel ban. And apparently it has ignited a controversy. Because it mentions 9-11. Here's what it says. And by the way, you can see this at h1ofTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Why support President Bush or President Trump's immigration ban? With question marks. 19 Muslim immigrants killed 3,000 Americans September 11, 2001. So people have a problem with that. They apparently don't like it. They think it's okay. controversial. Is that, too, is that too much? Well, here's an idea. Don't read it. Look the other way. Well, take mean, another route. Well, I don't. I don't. These people have that's freedom of speech well, right well, there. Well, of course, no, it's it's not. I mean, that's it, not someone standing there with a severed head. Right. No. What they're, I'm saying, they're pointing at historical facts. That's a historical fact. But is it over the top to reference 9/11 in this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because why is Trump trying to stop the ban? He's thinking he there could be terrorists coming here. Exactly. He doesn't want another attack. So here's my point: If this is controversial or offensive to somebody, then they've got their head in the sand already. Yeah. And, and here's here's an idea. You could move out of the country. Yeah, yeah, We'd miss you. Not. But, you know, you, you can just go live in Canada. A group called the North Carolina Pastors Network paid for the billboard, billboard and has refused oh to gosh, remove it. Those dirty pastors. This has nothing whatsoever to do with hate or hostility towards anyone that comes from a background. I ha- have dear friends that are Muslim. So, true, we should know who they are when they come here. Trump's ban is saying we can't vet them. They're in countries we have no idea what they're doing. And until why we, we can, until we them, can we're we not mean know people. Who they are, why they're coming here, what they're going to do while they're here, how long they're going to be here. America's a we compassionate, just, caring group of people. Nobody who wants the Muslim ban or Trump's ban or whatever you want to call it is a hate-filled monger who just can't stand people. I don't think it singles out Muslims. I think it singles out people from certain areas in the world As that Islamo are terrorist fascists. hotbeds. Exactly. You know, they don't want them coming here to go to flight school. So, that, oh, <laughs> by the way, they can take a 747 and pick out a building. They don't want that. You, and I don't have a problem with that. I, want, I like to be safe in our in this great nation. It's kind of a nice thing. Yeah, right? it really is. You're such a hate monger. I know. You just hate people. I just want That's to That's how the everybody. left. The left would classify you like that. I don't I'm resistant to change. Let's just ban everybody. You no, know, here's the deal. I don't if want to you talk people. if you talk to your neighbors, your friends, anyone in your community and you say you sit down with them. You have a legitimate conversation about the fears every American will ultimately say, "You know what? We should look very carefully at who comes in this country." There's nothing hateful or bigoted about that. Yet the left wants to make it sound like we are a bunch of 
bunch of evil doer hate mongers. You know, so many of those people that say this is wrong, we can't do this, he shouldn't ban him, blah, blah, blah. If suddenly they built a big skyscraper target next to this guy's house, and terrorists had said, you know, first chance we get, we're going to flight school, we're going to knock that back. They would say, you know what, I, I kind of agree. If it would touch them personally in any way, potentially, they would change That's the point. If they're Americans, views. it should. They would change their views. A D.C. judge freed an alleged ISIS terrorist from Gitmo. Last week, Lamar, a former detainee, has been arrested by French authorities on charge of being an active recruiter for ISIS. That's and he weird. was the one released from, yeah, from Gitmo. You know, so many of the folks that we have released from, from Guantanamo Bay have shown up in these terror actions around the globe, so many of them. We are just mean for holding. Of course, the news is not going to report yeah, that. Yeah, oh, heck no. Oh, we better not tell There's, anyone. We might get somebody in trouble for letting them out of Gitmo. We close Gitmo. Gitmo, you know, it's Obama just being was going to close it, right? It's being mean. The world looks at us as a bunch of meanies when we have Gitmo. These guys are terrorists. They want to kill you. We go there and give them exercise. We actually put sinks on the floor so they can wash their Subway feet. Subway subs. We and, have, and arrows to Mecca. We, we point to yeah, Mecca exactly. for them. They can pray all day. They've, there's been... Over four thousand surgeries done on these folks. They've they've gotten these prosthetic limbs and so yeah, forth. Because they blew their arm off making a bomb, we put it exactly. back on. Exactly. They've That's done insane. they've done over seven thousand dental procedures, putting the teeth back in their heads. And they still go and do this. They leave and go. Let's kill Americans. Are you exactly. crazy? These people cannot be rash, nas, uh, rationalized with. They cannot. All right. Your phone calls next. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. And that's a wrap. It's a rotisserie chicken, Rocky Road ice cream, and donut wrap. All those are national With the beverage you have to purchase. That's true. (laughs) With the purchase of a beverage. (laughs) Right. Fantastic. That's like saying it's free tires day. All you have to do is buy the car. That's exactly right. Of course, you know, the drink's $7, the donors are $0.68 cents each, exactly. so you get to decide what you want to do on that. Pretty much. Yeah. It's great value, though. That's a heck of a value. Donuts hey, great. Would you, uh, would you do us a favor, us Lee Brothers? Check us out, h20theanswer.com. Click on the uh, Lee Brothers photograph there. Takes you right to our page. You can see the North Carolina billboard we were talking about, a white privilege video, which is a joke beyond all extent, and a voter fraud in Virginia, where we talked about that at 430. you got to see this update. It's real. It's a problem. Quit putting our head in the sand and looking at it that way. If you're committing voter fraud, keep on doing it because they can't catch you if you don't keep doing it. That's right. Exactly. We'd like to, we'd like to see you behind bars. <laughs> That's right. That's terrible. Um, True yeah, ch- check out uh, the Ride for Kids this Sunday. Absolutely. RR, 9 a.m. Go there with your motorcycle and ride for the kids. Thank you, family. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful and safe weekend, and we'll see you next Friday right here on 820 WNTW, The Answer. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of